Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dear Noise podcast. It's been a long month since we last recorded. Uh, I had plans to record more frequently, but I didn't. So, uh, to start the new season, we're one day away. I guess this will be posted day of tonight. Bucks basketball returns. Actual Bucks basketball. We've been teased with a scrimmage and preseason and fake basketball, but actual basketball is back. Uh, here to bring in the new ring in. Here to ring in the new season is a couple of returning guests. If we're going from the guest list of the previous podcast, a podcast with a host who shall not be named, a former co-host of mine, then the person joining me would be easily in the lead of his fourth or fifth appearance. But since this is a new podcast, the Deer Noise podcast, new name, this is only his second appearance. And so that means he's tied with our other guest, who's also making his second appearance. Uh, first off, uh, you know him, you love him, maybe. Some people don't. We have mixed emotions on him, but I like him. That's why I have him. He's always, usually available. Uh, he just quit studying to come talk with us tonight, and that's very nice of him because he is studying to get his master's in accountancy, which is apparently what the field that an accountant is in. Just something I learned tonight. From... The great state of Tennessee, Alex Hopper. Hey. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Not much. You know, I was talking when we started this this Skype call. You said, hey, buddy. And I said, hey, buddy, because I knew that you were going to say it. It's the, only, it's the so, only way I greet people, so I hope you feel honored. I want to get it on a t-shirt. I just want to get your face and just, hey, how would you spell it in like a... How would you spell it in an accent so it makes sense on a on a t-shirt? Well, hey is normal. And okay. then buddy, just throw a few extra D's in there and maybe one more Y. So, H-E-Y, yep. comma. We're going to use the comma on no, the t-shirt? No, 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 proper, no, no. We don't use commas. We don't oh, use okay. commas around these parts. That's, that's too proper. Okay, no commas in the south. Da- oh, so, hey buddy is the six d's is that enough yeah okay and two y's bingo exclamation point yes okay so hey buddy alex how are you how's everything going splendid spectacular how's 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 uh studying for accountancy well i have a tax test in a few days so i would rather do anything else than study for that hmm you know, last time you we were on the on the podcast, I asked if you'd do my taxes, and you said no. Because I hate tax. <laughs> it's awful. But that would be really good practice for your tax test if you literally did taxes. For I'm going to put in a personal advertisement here real quick. I will do okay. anyone yes, please. that listens to this taxes. I will also just wildly guess on everything. Even if you give me your W-2s, I'm just guess what the numbers are. You're going to get audited like hell. This is a really enticing offer you have uh, put out. That is our first ad on the podcast. I've been saying for a while, one advertiser. So it was a 15-second spot. Um, Alex, I will send you a bill for that later. So I appreciate you taking the time to advertise with us. You're very well. Uh, our other guest, like I said, he's been sitting here quietly. Actually, he did interject a couple times, which I thought was a little rude because typically you don't talk until you've been introduced. But uh, he's been here before. He's making his return, so he's he's a friend of the show, so we'll let it slide. Our friend Curtis, a.k.a. Bobby Light. Hey, Bobby. If I'm anything, I'm rude, so. This is true. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Oh, we could get another shirt with Bobby's face. It could be, hey, Bobby. Oh, wow. <laughs> so many merchandising opportunities. Just think of all the money you're going to lose when you print up, a, you know, 15 of them and three of them are bought. I did buy one of your... If three are bought... I did buy one of your Aqua Dagger t-shirts, you bought, so you, you did sell oh, me some merchandise. There we go. 
So I'm already in the black, baby. I can sell. I can Wall Street bets that take my take my winnings and reinvest it elsewhere into new T-shirts until I eventually break even again or go bankrupt. Which, if you don't go bankrupt off of T-shirts, are you really even living life? No, you are not. Exactly. Uh, Bobby, hey, what's going on? How's how's everything going? How are I, you? I can't complain. Life's pretty good. And speaking of the Aqua Dagger t-shirt, I have it saved from the home opener this week. So if anyone sees a guy with a green Aqua Dagger t-shirt, that's this guy right here. Steal his wallet. Yeah, burn. Pre- just go preferably out. Burn his house down while you're at it. And also, preferably. Follow nice. him to his seats and hit on his wife. Yeah. Just, just do all Be that stuff. Be nasty about it, too, while you're at it. I kind of regret advertising we were right just... now, actually. <laughs> so yeah, if if you can get a photo with Bobby at the game, uh, I don't I don't know, get a photo and send it to me. I, nothing's gonna come from it except it'll be something that Alex and I find funny. So just do and that. if you get a photo with his wife, extra points for this not real prize. Yeah, yeah. Bobby is the only person on the podcast to be married that's another you're also the oldest person as we talked about on your first on your first appearance you're also the only person on our podcast to be married so how's that feel so many great distinctions great honors yes exactly of alex might be the most uh prolific of the podcast guests but you are the most esteemed you have the most awards to you. I'm the most married and the most oldest. Yes, very big accomplishment. Glad I could do it. Um, last time that Alex was on, we had a long conversation about fashion, because obviously on a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, podcast, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, it's been a while since I've done this, uh, you come here for the fashion tips. Is that correct, guys? Yes. You just you just heard Bobby was talking about his T-shirt, and that's fashion. If anything's fashion, it's a T-shirt. If anything is fashion, it's a graphic T-shirt of an inside joke we shared with like five yep. other people. Yeah, uh, Alex has another. This is I want you guys to appreciate this. I told Alex after he was on the podcast that I expect more fashion tips from him next time he's on, and he delivered, Alex has some fashion tips for us. Alex, take her away. All right, guys. So, today in Knoxville, Tennessee, it was a high of 65 degrees. It was frigid. Just bone cold, 65 degrees. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I did? I'm in California. I'm in Southern California, so I I know exactly what you mean. Everyone in Wisconsin can relate. Everyone in Wisconsin knows the thing. 65 degrees, put on that sweatshirt. It is freezing. Mm -hmm. So... Get, get your Ugg boots and your wool socks. Man. So what I did this morning, I woke up, I put on a long sleeve t-shirt, some shorts. Naturally. And I grabbed my study hoodie. Sorry, wait. Long sleeve and shorts? You know. I got it. Doesn't that send a bit of a mixed message? Hey, you know. Just, that's, just, that's, just sounds listen. Like about, that yeah. Sounds like Wisconsinites. Sounds like Wisconsinites. How about you listen, Travis? How about that? No, sorry. So sorry. what I did is I put on some shorts put on a t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt, grabbed my study hoodie, and I wore that thing all day because I was freezing. Just thinking of how I should be wearing pants right now because, you know. Real quick, what does this study hoodie look like? Is it a hoodie that says the word study across? No, it's the... Uh, like, is it like college, like Animal House, except it just says study? Okay, imagine a sweatshirt with the Bucks logo on it. That's the M. Mm-hmm. And then on the okay. back... It says Parker and the number 12 on it. Hmm. it. I'm not familiar with that person. It may or may not have been bought like two years ago after one good game and a few drinks. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, now... Hey, I have a Jabari Parker shirt, I, too, by the way. It's the only it's the only player shirt that I have. So, so it's, in my, it's in my closet. Your fashion advice is to wear... Uh, jerseys of players who are no longer on the team? No, no, no. Listen. Okay. That's that's might be Travis's advice because he hates Giannis because he doesn't have a Giannis one. You hear yeah. you hear that everyone from Greece? Direct your hate towards him. Yes. 
please send me all your direct messages uh, accusing me of of hating Giannis and uh, favoritism towards Jabari, please. But here it is. The fashion advice is the temperature in Tennessee has dipped below 70 degrees, so time to bundle up, boys and girls. Put all your summer clothes away. It's fall now. It's fall, It's, it's baby. basically winter. What is the coldest that it gets in not in Tennessee? Um, like December. It's December no, okay. 20, 29th. It's before New Year's, but it's after Christmas. Honestly, so people are people want to show off their new clothes that they got over Christmas, but they're not going to dress too scantily clad for New Year's. It's that perfect spot, like that sweet spot between the two. Around homes. then, it's usually not that bad. It gets bad like mid February. Okay. And what's bad? Like, teens, tens, mm-hmm. below 20. Okay. That's, yeah, that's... that's but, I mean, big, that's, yeah. like, that's, that's, that's like cool. one week, though. Hmm. And it's like, also, we don't really get snow here. We just get ice. So, it all falls apart. And doesn't the world kind of the drivers fall know. apart in, in the south yeah, because there's exactly no salt? exactly what I was about and... to say. Yeah, also... Knox County runs out of salt usually the first time it gets cold. It's like go crazy. So then, you know, mid February and it rolls around and you like really bad ice, you ain't driving for like a week. Because their budget for salt is apparently like three shakers worth. <laughs> it's weird that they, they measure it in uh, salt shakers. Seems like not the best. Uh measuring idea well for a municipal government to measure in salt shaker quantity. In our defense, we just elected our mayor as a former WWE superstar, so That's true. There it is. Which superstar is and that? He's died the be he's died like three or four times. The Demon so. Kane. Thank you very much. Wait, is this is this real life right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, his name's Glenn Jacobs. He's the mayor. No, I know who he is. I just didn't know. He, I oh, did yeah. not know this. You didn't. You didn't know that the Undertaker's brother is the mayor. I did not. I went and voted for him specifically. <laughs> did you vote for him for any particular reason other than the fact that having Kane as your mayor is a nice piece of like novelty when you talk to people from other parts of the country? Yes, because I met him and one of the people he was running against, and he was actually very nice in the time I met to him. The other guy was a dickbag, so that really helped swing it. Otherwise, I still would have voted for him. Do you guys do you guys remember his um, first character in the WWE? He was... I am picturing it, but I can't remember what it, he was. It's so um, bad, it's good. What is it? Isaac Yankum, DDS. Yes, Yankum. <laughs> Yank. He's the the dentist. Yes, yeah. Dude. It's beautiful. And now look where he is. He was really ugly, and he had to wear a mask, and he couldn't talk. Remember when he couldn't talk? That was a thing yes, too. Yes, it was. And then they and then they decided like, no, he can talk. And then they decided he wasn't too ugly for a mask, too. It, it, you know, things evolved. I watched the episode where he took the mask off. I watched that live. I remember that distinctly. They put, like, like charcoal on his face and stuff as if he was recently burned or he had come literally out of hell, you know, because he is surrounded by flames all the time. And then the next week, it was just gone. And it's kind of like, okay, if you're going to say that he's like got these burns or he's got these scars, so that's why you put charcoal on his face, fine. But it's gone the next week. Why was there charcoal on his face at all? I don't, it's, it's not committing to the, to the, the shtick. And well, I don't like it. Um, it really broke, it really broke the uh, suspension of belief for me. It's just once I saw that, I was like, I'm starting to feel like maybe he's not an unborn demon. So that's well, what showed you that wrestling's fake. That's that's when you knew. Yeah, that that was that opened the door to. I was pretty woke after that. I guess you could say. People who don't live in Wisconsin, or people who don't live in Montana, sorry, people of Wisconsin, people who don't live in Montana actually take showers from time to time. 
And so, you know, we get dirty, we clean off. Alex, I get that, but he's a professional wrestler. Why does he have charcoal on his face? Because he, you know, was fresh out the not taking a shower. Fresh out the what? Why why did he have charcoal on his face? okay? Okay, but then... He was done from hell yeah. then? Then next week, he just didn't go back to hell? He just stayed outside exactly. of hell? He took a shower. He just went to his hotel? Yeah, he took a shower. He bathed. He took a shower that week, but not the week before? No. Was didn't... seeing his face in public too much for him that he's like, okay, now I'm, you know, now that people know what I look like, I guess I got a shower. Is that what you're saying? Yes. It doesn't make sense, and your explanation is garbage. Well, like most things I say, no different. Yeah. It's it's not enough for me to suspend my belief. It just ruined it. Wrestling hasn't been the same since that day. But, you know, hey, he's got a successful career outside of wrestling, thanks to people like Alex. So, Should we talk about the Bucks now? Yeah. 16 minutes in, I guess it's probably a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do people fast forward to this? You guys are, are listeners, right? Alex, I guess you're not. You don't listen to this. No, do I you? do. You yes. do? Even when you, even on episodes that you're on? I listened to the last ones I was on. Like the last two because it was, you know, two-parter. Because yeah. by this... You gotta know how By the second part, I may or may not have been a little too inebriated to remember what happened in part one and two. Yeah, we were up until very late so, recording that. It was all new to me. Yeah. Bobby, do you listen to it? You listen I to do, podcasts? actually. Yeah. You don't have to lie to me. You can tell no, me the I truth. No, I actually do because you do them few and far between enough that it's not too hard to fit in my schedule. It's <laughs> it's a negative for most people, but it works for people works like Bobby with, with lives and careers and serious long-term relationships. So... Uh, real quick, I guess we'll just talk about the preseason. Uh, I want to kind of see how you guys are feeling. It's the day before, or this will come out in the morning, so let's pretend it's the morning before Bucks basketball returns. How are you guys coping with the loss of Tim, the tool man, Frazier? Well, uh, rather, rather well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like last year when he was on the Pelicans for a little while, that's the mostly when I saw oh, him. That was two years ago. Was that two years ago? Played played for the Wizards last year. Okay, whatever. Whenever he played for the Pelicans. He's a forgettable player. Yeah, I mean, whenever he played for them, he was fine. He did what was yeah. asked of him, but it wasn't anything that, you know, you would want, really. I mean, he would have been fine for, you know, the last man on the bench. But I'm not worried about losing him. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny, too, because, you know, they had the one game where basically the whole, not even the B team played, the C team played the entire game. And, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, he hits a couple threes in the game time three. And there were more than a couple people. 31% career three-point shooter. But there were more than a couple people who were like, oh, this dude, yes, this is exactly what we need. Uh, But... No, he is not what we need. He's a career journeyman. He is not a good three-point shooter, despite one game against the Grizzlies C team. Um, And I like that they, well, I guess we're going to get to it, but I like that they gave the last spot, it seems, to Christian Wood, who showed a little bit more, and he's younger, and there is probably a little more potential there. Um, You have to clarify that it seems to be Christian Wood, because this time last year we'd be like, well, they made the right call by giving the final roster spot to Gerald Green. (laughs) Then it turned into DeAndre Liggins. (laughs) And then it became the Liggins experience. But hopefully, like you said, Christian Wood showed a lot, so hopefully this one's going to stick this time around. God, I hope so. Yeah, hopefully they learned from their mistake last year. Yeah, you know, the thing that really was surprising to me was how many people were on the Tim Frazier bandwagon after that one game. He made a couple clutch shots, which is always entertaining, but that was the one game that he had any real significant playing time. He wasn't that great in any of the other preseason games. He was pretty just okay in the scrimmage that was held, the inter-squad scrimmage. It was very strange. Here's the thing. 
we'll just jump into the next topic. It's we'll just we'll flow around. Rumors were being thrown around that that DJ Wilson was on the trade market. That the Bucks were one year in and they're ready to cut ties with him and and ship him off to open up another roster spot. There were tons of people clamoring for DJ Wilson to get cut for Tim Frazier. And not that that says anything about DJ Wilson, because he's not been good. He's not a very good NBA player. But it's Tim Frazier. He's the definition of replacement-level player. He's just a guy. Like Alex, he said that when he played for the Pelicans, he was fine. So the people getting very upset that the Bucks didn't ship off their first-round pick after a year of clearly failed experimenting to sign Tim Frazier, I think you guys need to re-examine things. Because like I said on Reddit and on Twitter, if we go into the season, it's January or it's December, and DJ Wilson continues to look completely lost and hopeless, which is a really likely or possible scenario, you know who's still going to be there available on the free agent market? Tim Frazier. So there's no reason to get up in arms that the Bucks didn't trade DJ Wilson to clear that roster spot for Tim Frazier because players like him, fringe NBA players, are available. And I, the people being upset that they didn't cut DJ Wilson, just just chill. There's, I feel like I would rather have a 23-year-old with good measurables that seems completely lost and has no idea what he's doing than someone who's about to turn 28 and is just okay. Am I wrong with that, Bobby? How do you feel about it? No, that? I mean, you're 100% correct. I, th- I think some of the uh, justification was interesting in wanting Tim Frazier. It was like, oh, look at our depth chart. We need a fourth point guard or whatever. And I think that just from watching the previous games, I actually only got to see the game at September Wolves, but kind of seeing that and the uh, rotations point. You mean you didn't listen to the Timberwolves game on radio? I'm still not convinced that that game actually happened. <laughs> John Henson hit a three and there's that, no proof. That's why I have a hard time believing that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but positionally, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it, If you watch the games, you're seeing everybody bring up the ball. Chris, Giannis, uh, Eric. The fact that we maybe have one injury and Delhi ends up being the guy bringing up the ball for a couple games, like that just it isn't worth keeping Tim Frazier around to hope for that kind of scenario that he would actually help us. Um, so yes, I'd much rather keep a cost controlled young, uh, big who looks to have something maybe if he can put it together. He's the worst Instagram poster in the world though. Like I, He's I kind of hope he gets traded just so I can unfollow him. I feel like I have like an obligation to follow all bucks on social media <laughs> and he is the worst on Instagram. Yeah, the thing with DJ Wilson is if you remember reading his scouting report coming out of college, everyone just talked about his measurables. Uh, Draft Express described him as having elite measurables as a six foot eleven big with with length who moves fluidly is something they described him as. I haven't really seen that fluid movement that they talk about, but there's at least some evidence that there's I don't know something there. And if any head coach has a proven track record of of polishing turds, as I've described it, uh, Mike Budenholzer is definitely one of those. And if anyone can polish this turd, it's going to be Mike Budenholzer. Maybe, you know, other players, other coaches come to mind too, but Mike Budenholzer is definitely someone who could get something, anything out of DJ, which I think we'd all be fine with literally anything. Just looking like an NBA player would be nice because I don't think that happened at all last year. No. The most telling thing about DJ was like the press conference right after he got drafted, and Jason Kidd said, "Well, he doesn't he doesn't rebound, so he fits right in with us." <laughs> That's great. That's great when you know your head coach is mocking your first round pick about an hour after yeah. you took him. That's that's how you know good things are coming. Yeah, when and mocking the rest of the players on the yeah when your when your head coach who wasn't good says something like that, it's never a good sign. 
of anything to come. Yeah, I mean, he his endorsement doesn't really mean anything, though. So maybe maybe we're in better shape because Jason Kidd had his own issues with DJ Wilson. So well, I don't know. Who he knows? Had a, you know, he loved Giannis and didn't like didn't really like Jabari that much from reports. It's true. Didn't like DJ. I'm gonna assume. He, I'm gonna didn't, assume didn't he like Chris based didn't. off of you know my points of this argument. He didn't like three pointers. He yes. loved a four pointer. He he very much wanted uh, Mirza Toledovic to be on that team, and then when he joined the team, he banished him to the bench and and fell out of favor with him. Apparently, you also do you guys know that he also had his former head coach when he was a player was his main assistant coach with Brooklyn. And then they got into a fight, and so he just like banished him Ready to like, the, the end of the bench. <laughs> yeah, doing literal like literal grunt work. This is his former head coach and mentor that he wanted to be on his staff. They got in an argument. That's just the kind of petty person that Jason. Honestly, Kidd is. if I was in his position, I would do the same thing. I'm gonna go and get that out there. I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Watch this," and I would fail miserably, but I would never admit it. <laughs> You gotta set the tone early. You gotta let the rest of the staff know who's yes. boss, I guess. So, his his former head head coach Frank. Lawrence I can't remember Frank. his last name. But Frank was his last name. Lawrence Frank. There you go. Frank Lawrence. Lawrence Frank. There you go. Um, yeah. So that the DJ Wilson thing is not really shocking to anyone who watched any Bucks basketball over the last year or so. Uh, something that is surprising that I think caught everyone off guard is Christian Wood made the Bucks opening day roster. Christian Wood, who Bobby on this very podcast said, and I quote, will never be an NBA player ever. He's garbage. He should retire. He's not going to amount to anything. He should become a used car salesman. Bobby said that about Christian Wood, and I remember thinking, like, I don't know about that, Bobby. I think that's kind of strong. But, Bobby, the floor is yours. Defend your your hot take that ended up being freezing cold. Uh, well, first off, you don't know. He could be a good car salesman. You don't know that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I would buy a car from There you go. So... But as far as basketball goes, yeah, I did. I didn't say exactly that, but I think I compared him to. That's how I remember I, it, it. I mean, it was close, but not quite. Um, I didn't think he'd be on an NBA roster uh, because I guess I just wasn't excited about the whole summer league thing. And I'm going qual- to mm-hmm. first off, I'm going to say I was wrong. He made the roster, but I'm also going to qualify by saying it was just a preseason. I'm not necessarily convinced he's a great player, but I think what I saw was enough that I'm glad he they kept him as a 15th man to develop him to see what happens. Like, I'd much rather have him... Like, Tyler Zeller's a good 10th man. You know exactly what you're getting out of him. But he isn't going to help us or hurt us over the course of the season that much. So dropping Tyler Zeller to keep a Christian Wood at the end of the bench, I think, is a good move because it's a younger player who's shown some things in the preseason. So give him a chance. Yeah, Christian Wood actually, I think, has shown more over his brief period with the Milwaukee Bucks than DJ Wilson ever has, and aside from the playoffs, more than Thon Maker ever Absolutely. has. So, a, a 23-year-old, I think it was Marcus and, and Jim on the broadcast were talking about how much he looks like Giannis out there. He was even... Jim, Jim is, called him the wrong I, name. I will back you up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I will give you this. I didn't think that he was... First of all, my, my qualm with Christian Wood is I didn't think he, I thought he was a center I didn't think he was going to be able to play power forward then come actual preseason against actual NBA players he's bringing the ball up the court he's doing two or three dribbles you know dribble handoffs making like simple easy passes and he's playing beyond the arc this is not something that I really expected because in the in the summer league you know he was basically running around going to town on these these kids basically he was twice the size of as a lot of these wannabe fringe NBA players, he just looked like a man among boys out there. And I honestly didn't think that positionally or skill-wise that would tra- translate to the next level. And uh, yeah, I was definitely wrong about that. I, he has some skills that are definitely useful and more useful than 
players on the roster that are in the exact same position as him. So I think he's an, he's very interesting. I think he'll be one of the top three most interesting players on this roster for the the entirety of the season. And he's he's got a a hundred thousand dollar guarantee for this contract. Uh, Matt Velasquez said that he has some additional an addition at least one additional year that's non guaranteed, which is good. So if he does end up being something that then the Bucks have him around for the foreseeable future, which will be something I'm looking forward to. You know, it's interesting too, I wonder if in the last preseason game how much Bud's rotations were actually what he plans on using. And I don't know if it was whether or not because Stom was out, but Christian Wood I think was maybe the second or third person off the bench. Um so yeah. if that's any reflection of what's going to happen in the regular season, he might actually be using Christian Wood. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, even my sister, who does not know a thing about basketball or anything about that, she was at the game in OKC, and she asked me about him. I'm like, who is that? Because, you know, like, pretty much that was, like, the C team that game. Mm-hmm. And she was like, who's this, you know? Like, talking about different people, and he came up, and I was like, oh, well, okay. Because, I, I mean... So she she could yeah. tell. She could tell that he, he is an NBA Yeah, player. it was like, you know, different versus, you know, why would you bring someone up you don't know? Because she asked me about Giannis, obviously, why he wasn't playing. And I was like, well, he's just resting or whatever it was. But it was weird that he came up among anyone else. Yeah. He, he definitely seems to pass the eye test from his limited action with the Milwaukee Bucks. That that game was fun. The the epic Christian Wood and Hamadou Diallo uh, battle that we all didn't know we needed in the middle of preseason. That was fun. It actually was kind of a fun game. It was bad, but it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I live for preseason, but mostly summer league games. That's where I get, you know, most of my satisfaction from. But in summer league, you know, you watch it and you're just like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, so-and-so played good, but that doesn't mean anything. But with him, yeah. you know, at the time, that's why I thought I was like, okay, whatever. He's playing good now, but come season, you know, he's not going to be on the team. He's going to be you know, in a G League somewhere. We'll see him again next year in the summer league for whoever. But obviously... Yeah. The, you know, Horst and company know more than I do, and I'm very happy that they did take a chance on him versus someone like Tim Frazier. Yeah, me too, 100%. Uh, another thing that happened with the Bucks roster, that something being not really anything exciting, but I don't know, it's kind of exciting. People like the little minutia of front office work and the strange things that happen behind the scenes or strange things that happen for accounting reasons or just to make the books match up and to all whatever the washington wizards were in need of a roster spot and wanted to cut down on their uh their cap payments because their salary tax payments because they are into the luxury tax so they did trade Jody Meeks to the Milwaukee Bucks for the return of Jody Meeks. I honestly forgot that he was even a, a Milwaukee Buck. Um, Jody Meeks goes to Milwaukee. Milwaukee sends something back. I'm still not 100% sure on, on what they sent Nothing. back. Does it do either I'm pretty it? sure it's Nothing. just the trade exception from yep. Moose. Just the trade exception. Okay, perfect. Yes, using the trade exception from the Greg Monroe trade, which was set to expire in a few weeks. So they actually got some use out of a trade exception, which the Bucks have not used any of their trade exceptions over the last two or three years. So that's actually really interesting that they used their exception. They sent out more money than they brought back when they traded Greg Monroe, opening up a 4 $5 million trade exception. The Wizards traded... Jody Meeks to the Bucks. He was taken in with that trade exception. And for their trouble, the Milwaukee Bucks, who already owned the Washington Wizards' 2020 second round pick, which was top 55 protected, they reduced the protections on that, so it's more likely to convey in 2020. 
I believe it's top 40 protected now, so if so if the Wizards finish in the above 11th place in the entire league, that will likely convey. And if not, it'll it'll transfer to a 2022 second round pick. So little tiny thing that is weird and like I said happens for accounting reasons. The Bucks have not waived Jody Meeks yet. They're, he's currently suspended, so they're waiting for for the right time to do that. So it reduces the penalty that they get for waiving him. But what do you guys think of this ridiculous, convoluted, hard to explain trade that John Horst made? Well, you know, it's been nine years since Jody Meeks has worn a Milwaukee Bucks uniform. Thank you for looking You're welcome. And I'm just excited to see him back in, you know, his, his home colors of green and red. Because the books have not changed colors since then. Green and red. Yep. Christmas is going to be. Who's the, who's the head coach nine years ago? Do you guys know? I mean, Scott, oh, Scott your Stiles. Uh, Larry Kristowiak. I don't know what <laughs> you want to call it. Scott yeah, Stiles? that's a good guess. Um, yeah, Scott Stiles. Executive John Hammond. There you go. Bradley Center. 23rd out of 30 for attendance that year. Wow, that's pretty good for as bad as we were. Yeah, how about that? Finish forty six and thirty six. Hey. Oh, that was the fear of the deer year then. Yeah, that was. Yeah, you're right. Look at so, us. So that bringing up the memories. Was that year the draft? They got Jennings and. Yep. Him. Jennings and who? I forget who the second round pick. It may have been Meeks. It was Jody Meeks that year. Yeah. Okay, we traded him in his first year, though. I think. Didn't yeah, we? he was traded. He was traded to um, Philadelphia. Okay. I, honestly, as a basketball nerd and a Bucks nerd, I actually kind of like that the Bucks did something like this because it always felt like Hammond just kind of sat on his hands and never did anything with any like exceptions or try to get extra draft picks or anything like that. And this could end up being like really a non-move where we get a second-round pick four years from now. But it's something that we could do with very little effort and nothing going out, and I think that's pretty cool that we have a GM that's at least willing to try and do some weird stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with that because even if we cut him in like you know two weeks or whatever, his salary is what around like seven million or so. Is that right? I forget what it is, but I I think too if we wait out this suspension, I think the NBA pays part of his salary for the yeah. CBA. But it's like I think yeah. For just the season itself, not counting the salary, I think it's about seven million. Okay. And we're gonna lose like what ten and a half from Mirza in October. That sounds right. So three. Uh, he was his remaining hit was stretched, so it's only about three. Oh, okay. For for Mirza, okay. but Jody Meeks has a three and a half million dollar salary. Yeah, seven, three and a half, same thing. But yeah, I mean, it's a good deal for the Bucks to take like that little hit but then also you know receive well I mean get the limitations on that pick a little smaller you know a little looser because the Wizards are set to implode at any time (laughs) I mean that's just because of who they have on the team and it's they're not a bad team but just there's some more conflicting personalities on their team that really could just fall apart at any moment. Yeah, I would be worried if I was a Wizards fan. I mean, you should be worried if you're a Wizards fan for any of the past few years. That's nothing new. <laughs> yes. And I mean, I love John Wall, I love Bradley Beal, but... You know, they don't love each other. <laughs> yeah, they do not love each other. John Wall yeah. very much knows what every single point guard in the league makes versus what he makes. And he is willing to talk about it. <laughs> He's His Supermax kicks in next year, too. Uh, he will have a lot of money coming his way. And this is, did you guys hear, I don't know, this is obviously not a, a, a Wizards podcast, but did you guys hear what he was talking about, how he he doesn't stay home when he's done he's done working out? He he goes out. He's talking about the nightlife. He's like, I'm not boring. I don't sit at home when I'm done. What do you guys do when your day's done? I go out. So it's good to hear you. Yeah, that's one of those things that very much will be true. 
but you don't want to hear it. Yeah, like, exactly. It's it, <laughs> especially after he had the summer with his his U.S. team photo. I was just saying, where he just looked like yeah, photographic evidence of how he played. That was a that was a beautiful picture. I don't blame him for that. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Alex is definitely in favor of of that photo. He's had photos, many photos like this. Yes, I have mostly at weddings, but yes. <laughs> yeah. The, the back to the Jody Meeks. Uh, they did receive cash for their trouble to offset what Jody Meek's salary is going to cost them. Cash is, is always good for the owners because the organization, the team is still a business. So it's cool to get cash and there's a max on how you can, how much you can receive. You can only receive 5 million per, per season. So if they're sending enough to offset it, you'd think they're probably sent close to the max that they could send. So if he has a three and a half million dollar contract, which yes, three and a half million. They're sending cash. They would probably send close to close to the five million, which could be used in the future to buy picks. That's how they that's how they bought the pick that ended up being Sterling Brown. They sold another pick, used the cash to buy another one. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, what, those tiny things they, that a GM. Who can, did they trade for that pick? It was uh, the pick that became um, what's Patrick his name? What's his no, it was the one that he was the Clippers. That was the Brog. That was the Brog. No, year. Yeah, it was, it was the, the Clippers. Clippers yeah, it was the South Carolina. South Carolina. Thornwell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The the pick that became Cenarius Thornwell. They used the money from that to buy to move up actually and buy another yeah. pick, which ended up being Sterling Brown. So, um, I don't remember oh, who. Jesus. I think it was the Sixers drafted Sterling Brown. Technically, I don't remember offhand, but but yeah, uh, it's those little tiny tiny behind the scenes moves that you know they do add up do as much as you can to maximize your your ability to put the team in a good place in the future and second round picks can be valuable i mean typically it's a crapshoot but you never know it could be a throw-in in the future it could be a malcolm brogdon who knows so good good trade overall uh i don't give john horst enough credit and i don't think a lot of people do but he deserves credit for doing something so simple that makes so much sense and doesn't hurt the Bucks at all. So good for him. Boys, It's we're about ready to, to wrap up here. Uh, I did actually promise, we'll take a quick break. Uh, I promised Alex he could, he did request 70 minutes. Um, I will allow him to have 70 seconds to talk some college football alex can you give me a little preview what are you going to be talking about well i'm going to mention how lsu cracked georgia's ass and then i'm going to mention how michigan lost to byu and michigan wait wisconsin lost to michigan and byu i don't know what i just said okay are you, are you ready to go 70 seconds on the clock ready? Yeah, three two one countdown okay three two one well, LSU cracked Georgia's ass. Sure, they lost to Florida, but that was two weeks ago, so that doesn't matter anymore. But you know who lost two games this year? I don't know. Wisconsin. They lost to BYU and they lost to Michigan. You know who they didn't lose to? Georgia. Go Tigers. Done. That's it. That's all you seconds. Yeah, I... I promised you 70 seconds, and you gave me 25. Well, I, know. I like to keep it short. That's what I do. Okay, Phil, you got 30 seconds. Fill time. Tell us anything else. Um, anything you can think of. Platypus. Who has the best mascot? Who has the best mascot in college shoppers. Yeah, uh, Wichita State. Shout out to our man's... Um, what's his name? God, um... Zodiac, uh, what is his name? I, <laughs> I, I feel like Zodiac would be a yeah, good Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he, he lives in Wichita, so shout out to him for living in Kansas there and you know, not moving yet. I'm putting it up, putting up with Kansas. There you go. Time is up. That was another beautiful segment on this Milwaukee Bucks podcast where Alex goes off on a tangent about unrelated yep. things. Literally so, anything else. <laughs> so 
real quick we'll wrap it up we're almost at an hour we will talk about our predictions for this season this is what i'm gonna ask you guys to predict boys you ready so ready i want you to tell me how many games the bucks will win where Giannis finishes in the mvp race does chris middleton make an all-star team and how many threes does john henson hit this year you guys ready for this all right bobby how many games will the milwaukee bucks win in the 2018-19 season. So the best season in my lifetime as a Bucks fan was 52 wins. I'm going with 53. I'm rather optimistic, which is also terrifying because being an optimistic Bucks fan is like usually just leads to disappointment. It's a recipe for it disaster. Is but this year, I feel like I should go with the optimism. I'm going with 53 wins. 53. Alex, how many wins will the Milwaukee Bucks have this Give year? Give me an even 50. I feel I feel terrible dot. about this because I'm very much with the you know never trust the books, but the East is not good at all. <laughs> yes, and we have a coach, a real life coach, a real life good coach. No, too. I mean I just mean that we have an actual coach. Like I'm not even saying good or bad or anything. We just have a coach. I don't consider what we used to have a coach. We've ha- we have a coach now. The last four years, they've been like wandering around yes. in the dark. I supported Kid while he was here, but he was never a coach. Yes. So we have a coach. We have a Giannis. We have what should become an all-star. And, you know, a decent team around him. We should win 50 games. So, you know, the over on the Bucks this year... I think they're at 48. What is it? Yeah, I think they're at 48. Yeah, 48. Yeah. So both of you guys picking at least 50 wins. Bobby picking 53. Uh, Alex with the 50. I'm going to be kind of a spoil sport. I'm going to say 49. Um, just because I'm going to temper my expectations. I'll be very happy to be proven wrong. I do think that the Bucks have a good starting five, and their bench looks much improved of the previous year. Last year, though, they had the expected win total of a 40-win team. I'm assuming that Mike Budenholzer and Giannis another year and an improved bench should count for at least nine more wins. At least. And then if if they end up being more lucky than last year, then they could easily get to 53. But if they get unlucky a couple times, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended around 48, 49. So I'm going to say 49 with the hopes that I am proven wrong. That's fair. If we're doing this Price is Right style, can I change mine to zero wins? <laughs> uh, yes. Because that, that 50 I said was very loose. If you said anywhere between 40 and, I guess, like, 55, I'd believe it. Well, actually, I don't think, you can't, you can't guess zero on the prices, okay. right? You can guess one dollar. No, it's one dollar intervals. How many, do- how many dollars will the Bucks win today? Okay, well, year? sorry, I'm not at home during you know, daytime television and I can watch the prices right every you day. Are, you are studying accountancy. You should know... How dollars and cents work. At least. At least. And Price is Right is woven into the fabric of our democracy as a pinnacle of pillar of our... Um, it's important to America. Should okay? I remind, so you should know Should Price I remind right. you where I go to school or should we just accept the fact that I said a penny and just roll with it? <laughs> a penny it is. Okay, next prediction. Like I said, does Chris Middleton all-star, if you look at my notes, which is shared on our screen. So, Bobby, answer me this. Does Chris Middleton all-star? Does Chris? I like the way that's worded. Uh, 
I am going to go again. It's like, it feels so wrong to be optimistic, but I'm kind of going to go with yes. Cause if you're looking at the roster from last year, um, the all-star roster from last year, there are more than a few people. I think he could realistically replace if the bucks have a, if they have a 50 win pace at the all-star break, there's no way we're not getting two all-stars and he's the most logical second all-star. Um, you know, if the Wizards implode, would Bradley Beal make it again? I don't know. Uh, is Goran Dragic going to make it again? I hope not. He didn't deserve it last year. Yeah, def- I would I would guess. You know, obviously that's a lot of injury exceptions and all that crap, but I think he makes it this year. Okay. Alex. Wait, going over what Bobby said about injuries, let's assume there's none. Is Chris okay. a small forward or a shooting guard? And yes. with that, I don't even, I mean, that doesn't even really matter because I don't know which would make it more favorable. I feel like, because, you know, you take out LeBron, insert Kawhi. So, you know, forwards are going to be about the same. Shooting guard, or, you know, yeah. guards in general, I guess, should also be about the same. I feel like, you know, the only locks I would say for guard, or for forward would be Giannis. Kawhi and Middleton, or not Middleton, sorry, um, and Simmons. One yeah. of the, I probably Tatum, I guess. Maybe. Gordon, yeah, I was going to say Hayward yeah, might, yeah. So if he's a, if, I feel like if he's a shooting guard, he'll make it. But if he's a small forward, it'll be a little tougher, but he'll probably still make it. Because. So is he going to make it? I'm going to go with yes. I think I think the Bucks okay. will have a little bit more exposure than last year, which will help with you know the coaches vote at the end. Yeah, because unless if you know all of Greece decides to back Middleton like they do Giannis, he's not going to make a starter. Yeah, so I'll come down the coaches, and I think they'll make it. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys. I think he is going to make it this year. I really wanted to say no just to provide some some content but i think if anything they're gonna have enough wins they're gonna be in the spotlight enough they're going to be markedly improved chris is going to take a lot more threes which is going to be which is probably going to help his his point total um i i don't know about gordon hayward or jason tatum i think like you said i think Kawhi, Giannis. Um, ben Simmons are probably yeah, all Yeah, I, I would say those are all logs. And then, obviously, Hayward. I mean, God, I hope he comes back just fine. You know, just because, you know, you don't want everyone to cheer for injuries. But, you know, but he, I hope he comes back fine. And if he comes back fine, that'll probably lower the chances of Tatum and Jalen Brown and the rest of that ridiculous roster they have over there. But, yeah. I think Middleton has a great chance just because of how weak the East is and the fact that after last year's playoffs, he really gained a lot of, you know, momentum with fans and media and I'm sure coaches, you know, everyone, that it should help him out more than anyone that, you know, had subpar. You know, playoffs really just play a big role in all this, even if, for, I mean, just... Think about Thawne. <laughs> I know this is very incoherent yeah. talking that I'm having right now because I just can't think it right now. But, you know, Thawne, people still hold on to him because he's had, like, eight good games in his life. Playoff Thawne. But they are all exactly. in the playoffs. And Milton's had good games inside and outside of the playoffs. So, there it is. Yeah, I think the playoffs are going to be a big boon to his, his case. So, I think he's... He's not going to be a starter. I think we can all agree Absolutely on that. Absolutely not. But if, if, if it comes down to coaches' vote, I think he's a player who has a lot of momentum on his side. He's going to look really good in Bud's offense, and he's got a lot going for him in the right direction. So I think he's going to think he's going to make it this year. I think this might be his one, his only, or maybe his first of maybe like two or three ever that he's going to be an all-star. But this is probably his best chance yet. So... Uh, we're all yes on will Chris Middleton make an all-star team. Okay, next question. 
we will start off with Alex. Alex, there's a lot of hype around MVP with LeBron going to the Lakers, Kawhi coming to Toronto, the number one team in the East, uh, Kyrie Irving probably going to be the leader of a of the best team in the East in the Boston Celtics. But there is another man who is probably going to challenge for the most valuable player. It's our friend Giannis Antetokounmpo. Alex, when the season wraps up and they have the award show that for some reason is like a month after the season ends, where will Giannis finish in the MVP race? Okay, I think the minimum is top three. Okay. I could very well see Giannis. LeBron winning it. I could very well see, like, Kawhi winning it at the same time. If, if he actually plays. Like, you know, and plays how he used to. Which is a ginormous, you know, giant if. But Giannis has, like, you know, from the gambling perspective, like, the best odds. Because... I don't remember what his odds are but at this point, but his odds are incredible for who he is and what he does, and the fact that the Bucks will actually be better this year than they were last year just based off coach alone. So, I hate to be optimistic as a sports fan in general. Like, not even the Bucks. Like, any team I support, I don't want to be optimistic about them. But, I do think Giannis will win the MVP this year. Ooh, there yeah, it is. The first person to say it. It feels terrible for me to actually say it out loud. But I would not be surprised if he finished within the top three. Now, if the yeah. Pelicans somehow get a top three seed, I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Davis got it. Yeah. If LeBron just does whatever he needs to do for voters to vote for him, whatever that is, I don't know, then I wouldn't be surprised if he won. But that's those, you know, LeBron, AD, and Kawhi are the only people I can see winning over him right now because of, yeah, I don't think Westbrook's ever going to win one again. Harden, I don't think he'll win one. Curry and Durant are going to split votes. So, yeah, unless one of them's hurt, obviously, which, God, I hope not, because you know just injuries in general are bad. But I would say it's between AD, Giannis, and LeBron to win it, and I'll go with yeah. Le- I'll go with Giannis right now. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely the top three. I think Kawhi has an outside shot, depending on how well the Raptors do. I think he's gonna be old Kawhi I feel pretty Mm -hmm. pretty confident that we're gonna see the old Kawhi but I think Kawhi's kind of burnt some bridges and he's not gonna get some friendly votes that he may have because a lot of his appeal because really when you think about the MVP narrative plays a huge huge role in it whether it's fair or not it plays a role and there's gonna be people actively rooting against Kawhi, we saw it when LeBron went to Miami. There were writers who were actively voting against him and didn't want him to win MVP his first year in Miami. I mean, um, and so honestly, I, it goes with the same thing when Westbrook won it. It was, you know, Durant left him, and he he had a triple-double. And then all of a sudden, exactly. you know, people start coming out with, is a triple-double that important? You know, it's, the only reason it's double digits is because, you know, you have ten fingers on your hands. You know, all that. <laughs> Daryl Morey. Yeah. And, I mean, I agree with that, that, like, triple doubles aren't that important, you know? It's an arbitrary yeah, cutoff. But yeah, definitely. it's still impressive, and I would have thought Harden should have been the MVP that year just based off of other things. But, you know, Whisper deserved it. And so, like you said, narrative yeah. is a huge thing, which... Giannis has going for him is that he's you know yep as of right now he's the upcoming this is the next best person you know the next best guy in the league yep you know I guess Durant might take it over for like a year after LeBron or so like you know depending on how you think about it but for a lot of people who the next best person in the league is right now 
will be Giannis. Yeah, I think Giannis has definitely has the narrative. He's extremely likable. He's in a small market. He's humble. He's Greek. He's foreign. You know, he's foreign. He's there's so much to like about the narrative surrounding Giannis. Um, like you said, Curry and Durant are going to split the vote unless one of them gets injured, and in which case they can very easily go to one of them. Uh, Anthony Davis, yeah, I, I just can't imagine that they're going to win enough games. Like I think they're arguably a fringe playoff team in the west just because the west is so stacked i don't know if they can get into the top top mm-hmm. five or six i mean westbrook won it what is the sixth seed so it's not unheard of but that seemed almost at the time like a one-time thing uh kawaii Ka- Ka- not not really too much of a threat i think like i said because of narrative Kyrie is gonna split with the rest of the guys on his team or brad's gonna get tons of tons of credit for that the only person who I think is going to be a legit threat to Giannis is LeBron, and I think LeBron's going to win this year. I'm not going to take Giannis, unfortunately. I think LeBron is in the perfect situation. If he leads the Lakers to like a top-five seed in the West, which is an absolute bloodbath, the team that surrounds him is a bunch of knuckleheads and dum-dums, and... If he carries a team to a good record in the West, people are going to think that it's like a Herculean effort. He deserves all the credit in the world. He's moving to to L.A., which is the center of the media world outside. You know, L.A. and New York has no more media than, you know, they, the market is 10 times the size of a market like Milwaukee. LeBron is going to try and resurrect this crappy Lakers team. I think it, he'll probably get one more because voters think that he is due for one and he's deserved some and has, has been snubbed for his years back in Cleveland and just having great years there. I think it's going to be LeBron, but I think Giannis will finish at least second. And I think it'll actually be really close between LeBron and Giannis for the final. And I do agree with that, that like LeBron's going to get a lot of votes based off like lifetime achievement. Kind of like how, you know, Kobe in recent years and other people past that have gotten like a lot of votes for All-Star just because of who they are. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I think that, you know, LeBron has to do less than Giannis to win. But I think Giannis will be able to do enough to win. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we, we will see. Bobby, what are your thoughts on MVP? Uh, honestly, my answer is going to be pretty lame because it's basically what you guys just said. Um, yes, we talked over you I, a lot. I, well, I so just let it happen. really did not want you to get your, your, your take no, I just in. let it happen because, uh, I, honestly, there's nothing else I could really say. I think I'm actually with you, Travis. I'm going to go with LeBron. I think part of the reason is last year – I think Harden honestly wanted like kind of as like a shoulder shrug, like, well, I guess we finally have to give it to him because he's on the best team and all that kind of stuff. But really, I think LeBron almost always is a case as an MVP. And I think last year, the team he played with, and I, I think that might have been the worst team he played with, at least in his, you know, more recent career. The fact he got in the finals, that he got to be such a, you know, such a good record. I think he almost kind of deserved it more than Harden. So I kind of wonder if it is going to be like a lifetime achievement thing and they're going to make up for it this year. I, I think the Lakers have to make a top four seed, but if they make a top four seed, I think it's LeBron. If not, I actually do probably think it would be honest in that case. Because I don't see AD. I just don't see New Orleans being good enough. Yeah, New Orleans isn't going to be good enough. I really don't think they will be. I mean, yeah, they got Joe Roca for, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> Oh, they did get, They got Julius Randle. <laughs> yeah, they, okay. They got That's Randle. True, they yeah. lost Rondo, who was actually good for them. But, I mean, yeah, I don't think they're going to be that good. But, I mean, and I mean, I agree with you what you said about Harden. Like, it was just kind of like, a, well, I guess we need to give it to him at this point. Because depending on how you look at MVP, LeBron should have won it for the past however many years. Because yeah. if you just take purely best player, then that's him. 
And with the move to LA, I could very, 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 very well see him getting it. Yeah, and if he makes a top four seed with this group of, like Travis said, knuckleheads, that's a polite way of putting it. Like, he's there's there will be Michael Beasley, Ray, Rondo, and Lance Stevenson. They will all be on the hey, floor at the same time. And that how, is insane. How me. dare you leave JaVale McGee out I'm of I'm sorry, you're right, actually. That's, that's very true. He'll be out there, too. So those pretty much the only center on their roster who can only who can only play like fifteen yeah. minutes. Why did why did they not re-sign Lopez? I mean, I'm happy they didn't. So. I'm happy they didn't. But why did they not? Excellent. I mean, excellent. I know I like I wonder that all the Bill time. Simmons has made a big point about that. Like when you talk about the books, but like, yeah, why? <laughs> it just doesn't when make you get, sense. When you get Javale McGee, you get Javale McGee. Apparently, hey. He has championship experience. He so. does. <laughs> it, it goes a long way, riding the coattails of greatness in Golden State. Do you think he won the championship, or do you think people like Curry and Durant won it? I mean, you can't deny McGee's impact. Yeah, it's so. hard to tell at this point. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say who was, who was uh, riding on whose coattails there. It's probably a downgrade going to okay. uh, Marcus Cousins for them this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, guys, one last question. It's getting late. I know we're all tired. It's like four in the morning where Alex is at, or whatever time. It would be twelve fifty-one. It'd be. Do you say trill? Twelve fifty-one. <laughs> I thought you said trill. Oh, that is a southern thing, isn't it? Being trill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is is that a southern? I thing? mean, it started out kind of southern, I think, but it's expanded. You know, it, different time zones have it now. It's been taken over by yes. the, by the un, the uncool it's been people. Appropriated. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. The central time zone first appropriate. You know, they first took it over, and then now you know it's spread across the country. It's terrible. Yep. <laughs> okay. Last question. I just want you guys to give me one, one answer, one word responses. You guys ready? Yes. Okay. That's that's not the question. I did it <laughs> one, one. Final question. <laughs> you did. Yep. Okay. Question is, how many threes does John Henson hit this year? Over under twenty. Alex. Over, but like twenty-one. Ooh, I'm sorry. You're gonna. Sorry. Sorry, what, over. what did you say? Over, over, under, over. Bobby, over, under, 20. Under? Like, that's the question? I'm take, I'm taking the under, too. All right, guys, I appreciate All you right, coming both on. Both of y'all go to hell. Uh, for let's <laughs> let's have, a, have a good buck season. We'll have you guys on again soon. This was fun. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. As always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, leave a review or whatever if you want. I don't know if you want to do it. Okay. All right. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>